It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing good, man. How's it going? Pretty good. So getting ready for Thursday Night Football in Pittsburgh. Uh, Titan first Steelers. It's a, it's a game and, uh, you know, a, a battle of two first place teams. Uh, you know, uh, two teams that will very likely be in the playoffs. You know, I, it's kind of weird to say that about the Titans at this point, but I think that, um, you know, if, if they keep playing like they have been, even as ugly as with what they've got coming up, I think they've, they've the Titans have a pretty good chance at this point. So, you know, like I said, I, I feel like I'm kind of jinxing it a little bit to say that, but it, it looks like that's the way that it's trending. So hopefully we'll we'll see that continue. But up here. Um, we were talking a little bit before we got started. The, the Steelers, their numbers uh, really across the board, offense, defense, everything's really good. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Um, maybe a potential playoff match down the road. Uh, you're talking about two teams that kind of started slow kind of, and have come on. Both have four-game winning streaks. Uh, you know, The Steelers took down the Chiefs after getting blown away from the Jaguars, uh, which was surprising. Because at the time, the, the Chiefs were, I, I believe, still undefeated. Uh, so they've beaten the Bengals, Lions, Colts since. So, uh, you know, with the Steelers, it, it's kind of a deal where, you know, we've talked about this before, how inconsistent the NFL is. Uh, the Steelers are one of those teams, you know. You talk about the Colts and how bad they are. Well, the Steelers are one of the better teams in the league. Go to Indianapolis last week and nearly lose. Uh, they, they were kind of sleepwalking through the first half of that game. So... Uh, they're kind of a team that have historically played to the level of talent of their opponent. Uh, but with that being said, you know, the Steelers coming home, there's a clear bump in their play when they come home. Uh, prime time, not a great spot for the Titans. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, that, that kind of reminds you of the Titans, that, that play into the competition. We've seen that at times with this team. In years past, though, the Titans would find ways to lose those games where, you know, they kind of played down to their competition games we thought they would win. Uh, they, they didn't They didn't find a way to win them. Uh, you know, even sometimes they, they get blown out. I mean, we saw that a few times. But the Steelers generally find a way to win those games they have this year. Um, and like you said, they, they get a big bump at home. And, and we were talking before we went on here, they have a weird schedule. Uh, you, you pointed this out. They've only played three home games at this point. So that's really weird. They got a very heavy schedule the rest of the way and we like you said we know how much tougher they are up there how much better ben plays at home and you know that, that that's really the key to to their offense obviously and you know um his, his home road splits i mean it's one of the things if you had a dfs like we do um you, that, that's one of the things that gets brought up every week one of the first things you look at is where are the sealers if they're at home then you know ben's in consideration then you get to look at matchup and stuff after that if they're on the road you you, you kind of write him off a lot of people last week still took him um, with that weak matchup against the Colts in the Dome. You know, they've been very friendly to all the quarterbacks they've faced so far. And he, he went up there, and, and it ended up having an okay game, uh, but it wasn't pretty. And, and for a lot of the special half, I think people were, you know, like, oh, we shouldn't have played, been on the road, all that stuff. But, you know, we, we, we get him up there, um, and it's just it's a different it's a different deal than what the Titans have seen lately. And, and we've talked about this a little bit too, but, like, you know, we, we feel good about where the Titans' defense is. They, they've definitely come around. Uh, you feel better about the cornerbacks than you have in a long time. But at the same time, you've got to look back to that Texans game 
since the Titans have really seen a legitimate quarterback. So it's going to be a little bit different after coming off facing Jay Cutler, Jacoby Brissett, um, Deshaun Kaiser started the game. The Titans played against the Browns. Um, you know, looking at Joe Flacco and Aiden Dalton, I mean, guys that have, that have been good those last two at, at times, but aren't playing very well this year. Facing Ben Roethlisberger at home is a completely different answer. Yeah, this is the this is the one we've had circled uh, for a long time. Uh, you know, it, and it's not it's not end all if the Titans going to lose this game. You just want to send them put up a fight and, and look like they belong because uh, again, this is a team that we expect you know to, to be a factor in the playoffs, and we expect the Titans to be in the playoffs too. So they need to go out there and prove that they belong. Uh, so I think you've seen some improvements over the past five weeks uh, since that Texans massacre. But again, like you were saying, it, it's not the teams that they were playing aren't that great. So um, you know you can't you can't feel too bad about it. It's, it's a schedule you were given, but it's the, the biggest test. Uh, so I mean, we're talking about Odor Jackson squaring up Antonio Brown tomorrow night. So or, or tonight. Um, so you know. It, this pass rush is going to have to wake up tomorrow night or it's good. Yeah, and this is, quite honestly, this is the biggest test the Titans have the rest of the year. Um, you know, and they had, again, they they don't have, they haven't had a very tough quarterback schedule this year. I mean, you saw Derek Carr in week one. Uh, then in week four, you saw uh, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson back-to-back there and, and did okay. I mean, they beat the, they beat the Seahawks. Um, well, Russell Wilson got his numbers, but um, he was able to win that game. We know what Deshaun Watson did to him. But then, you know, it's just been kind of a layoff since then. And, and so you get Ben, and then, you know, the rest of the year, I mean, oddly enough, the best quarterback they're going to face the rest of the way is Jared Goff, um, which you know, would have been crazy to say uh, at the beginning of the season. But, I mean, I think that's absolutely a good point because you're looking at Colts, Texans, Cardinals without Par- Carson Palmer, obviously. 49ers, Rams, Jaguars. I mean, Jared Goff is, you know, after Ben is, is the best guy they're going to see. And, you know, I mean, I think they both well for him. He said, the pass rush has been the thing that we've been worried about, saying that we've been talking about for the last few weeks. Um, you know, it was one of the things that when we talked about the, the pro football focus notes from the Bengals game about just how little pressure that the Titans were able to get on Andy Dalton behind a bad offensive line. And so now you go to Pittsburgh with a good offensive line, and that's the I think that's the thing that scares me the most. I mean, you can talk about the weapons. You know, they, they obviously they have Antonio Brown, they have Le'Veon, Juju Smith, Juju Smith Schuster. You know, all those guys are obviously you know really good players. But if you combine that with Ben being able to sit back there and just wait for those guys to run their routes and come open. It could spell disaster for this team, and that's the biggest fear. I mean, I, I do think the secondary is better. I think the defense is better overall. But if they're not able to come up with a way to force Ben to move around some and, and make him uncomfortable, uh, he's going to be able to pick them apart. How much do you, you know, obviously Dick LeBeau was in Pittsburgh for a long time, was with Ben Roth- Roethlisberger for a long time. Do you think that gives them any the Titans any type of advantage? I think somewhat. Um, you know, what Steelers are doing is some of the same stuff that LeBeau. It's it's the groundwork that he he laid. Uh, so I think the Titans know what's coming, and, and I think it's important to note that Marcus Mariota is practicing against this defense every day, 
and he's going to be something very similar. So, so from that standpoint, I do believe uh, that that helps somewhat. But, again, it's just been an inconsistency thing with this offense this whole time, uh, this whole season. So, I, you know, they can break out at any point. You know, we mentioned last week they should have probably scored 38 points. Uh, so it's just doing the little things. If they can do those little things and com- complete plays, uh, moving the ball really shouldn't be an issue. Uh, I know this Pittsburgh defense is pretty good, but you, you've got to you've got to at least like the strides that this team has taken. And, and Cincinnati is no pu- pushover. We talked about that last week. They, they had a decent group on defense, so uh, I was encouraged with what we saw last week. They just need to finish some plays. So uh, if they want any business winning this game. Uh, in, in Pittsburgh, they're going to have to do those little things and, and finish off those touchdown drives. Yeah, you know, Mike, Mal- Mike Malarkey pointed to some of the same things that you just said earlier in the week when he talked about, you know, a, a little bit of advantage of Titans here and that they do face a similar defense every day in practice. Um, you know, obviously Pittsburgh doesn't do ex- all, all of the exact same things they did when Dick LeBeau was there, but he did he did lay the groundwork for that foundation, like you said. Um you know, but they can be said for the, for Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers' offense, right? I mean, they they practice against the Steelers' defense every day, so so you've got. I, I'm I'm not sure it might help the Titans' offense, but I think you would have a similar benefit to the Steelers' offense as well, which could lead to a little bit more scoring in this game than than expected. Um, I think the total real quick total is 44. I guess 44. It's, it opened yeah. at 45 and a half. It's actually gone down to 44. Um, you know, I, I think that I think we could see an over in that number. I mean, again, you know, uh, there, there's been a lot of talk about the Titans' struggles and how their offense can't get going and all that stuff. But you look at the Browns, you look at the the Ravens, you look at the Bengals. Not three teams that are not very good, but their defenses are good. Now the Steelers, I, I think, are better. They're obviously better on offense, but I think their defense is better as well. But the thing I think that a lot of fans are forgetting in that is that those teams do have good defenses. And so, you know, while the Titans' offense has struggled, it's not like they've struggled against bad defenses. They they face some good defenses, and again, they they fight win in those games. So, I mean, I think you could see you're going to see a similar defense, a little bit a little bit of an upgrade, but maybe the familiarity that the Titans' offense will have from facing it every day will actually benefit them here, and you could see them put up a better number against a better defense. And the problem for me with this Steelers team is the front. Uh, that the Titans are going to face. So, you know, you, you've got Cameron Hayward, you've got uh, Tuit, you've got Hargrave. That front is nasty, like it once was. Uh, so they've they've kind of reloaded there after a couple down years. You know, you've got Ryan Shazier, you've got Bud Bud Dupree, you've now got T.J. Watt coming off the edge. So uh, that front seven's pretty nasty for me, uh, and and I think it's going to be a frustrating night. I, I, I've seen a lot of these for the Titans this year. I think it's going to be a frustrating day on the ground. So uh, I, I think you – I don't know if you've mentioned it yet, but Joe Hayden is out. Um, so we'll see plenty of Artie Burns and, and Cody Sensabaugh maybe a little revenge. But um, that's certainly two guys that, that aren't world beaters. Uh, those are guys that Ryan, Matt, uh, Ryan Matthews uh, – Rashard Matthews can beat, uh, Corey Davis can beat. Uh, so I think the Titans might have a little a little bit of an advantage there, but but again, it, it all goes to see and what Mariota is going to do. Uh, which Mariota are we going to get? Uh, you know, we've seen we've seen some miscommunications in the passing game, but I, I think for the Titans to win, and I don't know if you feel this way, that they're going to have to get it done through the air. Absolutely, and I think this could be a game where we see them. 
they're not going to abandon the run. Obviously, we we know that that that's been made painfully clear at times. But I, I think this could be a game where we see them go a little bit heavy, even early. Um, now you, you don't gain that much of advantage. I mean, if you look at DVOA numbers, the tight or the Steelers are fifth against the pass and fourth against the run, so they're really good either way. But Joe Hayden being out does make a difference. Um, and, and you know, and I think with the scheme they run, it's the most they don't they don't run a lot of man. Um, so they're not going to ask Cody since the ball to be out there on an island covering Corey Davis, unfortunately. But at the same time, it does help with Hayden being out. Who you know, Hayden has struggled the last couple of years in Cleveland, but he's been good in Pittsburgh so far. Um, so I, mean, I think that does help. But I think that's where the that, that's where they're going to be able to gain the most ground. And, and quite honestly, the Titans' offensive line has been much better at pass blocking this year than they have been at run blocking. I mean, when we get those, uh, we, we talk about the, that email from Pro Football Focus. We get a lot every week, but it seems like weekend and. Well, one of the things they point out about the offensive line is how much time Mario is given, how you know few dropbacks he's pressured on, and all that kind of stuff. So, I think that is going to be the best way for the Titans to be able to um, to, to gain the air. And, and so, I mean, I, you know, when you look at it, I mean, even if you look at how it breaks down against the, uh, the particular types of receivers, the Steelers are eleventh. These are all DBOA numbers. They're eleventh against wide receiver ones. 21st against wide receiver two, first against the tight end, and 18th against the running back. So, you know, I don't know how that plays out when you look at um, – if you look at, like, wide receiver one for this team, I mean, we think Corey Davis is the best wide receiver, the most talented wide receiver, let's say that, on this team. Richard Matthews has, has the best numbers this year. And, you know, to, at this point, I think he's still probably the better player. Um, obviously, the ceiling's higher on Corey Davis. But as far as like who the Steelers would consider the wide receiver one, I'm not sure how that would break down. But it looks like they're really good at taking away that first guy. But there could be there's going to be some places where they can get some yards. But I think it's definitely going to be through the air and on the ground. Yeah, and just to kind of expand on your point on Corey Davis, uh, I'll push back on that a little bit. He's been the most targeted receiver. Uh, so maybe he is already the the wide receiver one and and, you know before he got hurt he had the looks of that uh he had the most targets uh, i believe in the week one game against oakland so and he was kind of taking control of that and taking training camp so um this might be a spot where you can see him have some more opportunities where you can see him break out i mean that that's certainly a, a winnable matchup against either Artie Burns or Sensenbaugh, whoever ends up covering him. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think just on pure numbers, uh, I think Pittsburgh is 11th in yards surrendered on the ground. Uh, I think they're second, actually, uh, in, in yards surrendered through the air. So, uh, But, again, no Hayden, uh, and they've got a safety, Mitchell, that is questionable. So we'll see. Um, a big a big spot that we haven't talked about is T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree. Jack Conklin, Taylor Lewan are going to have their hands full. Those are two pretty good edge rushers that that play a little bit of a different game. Dupree wins with speed, uh, and, and Watt's just a violent player. Uh, so I'll be watching that. I'll be watching the pressure on on Mariota and whether or not these receivers can kind of gain some separation quick enough. Yeah, and the key is how well that that line holds up. Like I said, I, I feel better about them from that standpoint because they have been much better at, as a pass-blocking unit this year than they have as a run-blocking unit. All right, so that, that's kind of how it bro- all breaks down. And again, you know, I think that this is going to be a good measuring stick for the Titans. Um, and I think that 
you know, you know, we're, we're going to learn a little bit about this team. And this is a tough spot, quite honestly. I mean, a short week, having to travel to Pittsburgh against a really good team. Uh, against a team that, like we said, hasn't had very many home games. They're going to be happy to be home and, and have all that stuff. So um, here in just a second, we'll talk about kind of what this game means for the rest of the season going forward and, and kind of the impressions that we can get. And maybe some stuff we can take away that's do lose. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah. So I threw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws, but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so, you know, let's step back for a second and look at this, all right? The Titans are 6-3, and tied for the lead in the AFC South. You know, they, they have the tiebreaker currently. The Jaguars are also 6-3. and three. The Titans beat them. Um, you know, this is, the, this is the toughest remaining game that the Titans have. Uh, probably the only game remaining that they will that they'll be an underdog in. Uh, again, assuming Mark stays healthy, we'll kind of put that caveat out up front because if he gets hurt, then you know all this goes out the window. Uh, the only the only game remaining that that'll be even probably close as far as the spread goes is that Rams game, rather than a tiny because it's in, in Nashville instead of being out there. So you know this is a game that it would be really nice for them to win. Um, you know, and, and it's kind of it, it, it's kind of you know just gravy, really, if they win. Um, but the biggest thing for me that I want to see here is for them to go up there and be competitive, not not have something happen like it did in the Texans game earlier in the year. Go up there and prove that they are in that upper echelon of AFC, AFC teams, because I think right now you would have to say that the Steelers are kind of at the head of the class there. I don't think the Steelers have played up to their capability, to, to their potential to this point. Um, but I, I think when you step back and look at it, and, and the Chiefs, too, to some extent, I mean, they started off really hot. They, they've kind of come back to the pack a little bit. But I, I think they, they've got a lot of talent there as well. But I, I really think the most important thing here is for the Titans to, to, to go up there and have a good showing. Of course, we want to see them win. Um, that would be great. But it's not the end of the world if, if they go up there and end up losing a close game. Totally. Uh, after this game, you've got four straight should-be wins. Um, two of them are on the West Coast. Um, so, you know, things can get interesting there anytime you, you, you travel, anytime you're away from home. And, and, you know, the Titans have a tendency to make games against lesser opponents in, more interesting than they have to be. So, uh, But, yeah, it, it's a prove you belong, prove that uh, you've got a chance in the playoff picture uh, to, to advance in January game for me. So, it, like you were saying, not the end of the world. Uh, but it, it, it's kind of funny, you know, fans have been upset with, with how the Titans have looked in these wins. But I think everybody would happily take a, a competitive matchup here where, where they look like 
uh, they belong and kind of have a chance to win at the end. Yeah, absolutely. And and when you think about it, I mean, you know, obviously we're Titans fans, so part of part of our analysis is always going to be slanted that way a little bit. But would you be surprised if they ran the after this game? Uh just just knowing this team, yes, I would. Right. Uh just I I just have a feeling in the back of my mind that uh, all right, well, that that game against San Francisco, you know, it's a little scary. That game against the, the Colts. You know, anytime you go out west, like I was saying, it, it's a little scary. And the Titans, like the Bears game last year, that's the game I always point to. You know, the Titans are rolling last year. They're on that big win streak, and they almost lose to Matt Barkley. So, uh, any given Sunday, uh, this team just hasn't proven that it's sharp enough week out to to not slip up. Yeah. Okay. So that's true. So you would be you you wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be shocked, maybe, but you would be surprised. And like you said, just from the standpoint of you know that's that's six game, and you know how many six game winning streaks you see in the NFL. Right. Um, you know that, that that's not something that happens that often. But like we said, they'll they'll be favored probably in all of those games. Um, so you know, I don't think that twelve and four for this team is completely out of the question. Um, I think, especially if they're able to pull off a win against the Steelers, I, I mean, I think at that point you could you could make it even a, a somewhat strong possibility because then you could even slip up in one of these games and still get there. Um, but even with that being said, I'd be surprised if they lost more than two of the games after the Steelers game. So even if they lose to the Steelers, that puts them at six and four. Um, you know, if you lose two more, which I, I think one is probably more realistic. That, that they would that they might lose again, assuming you know Marcus is healthy. Ten and six, even if you slip up one one more time, I think that, that'll be good enough to get in the playoffs for sure. Um, I think that would be good enough to win the division. Um, you know, again, we look at who the Jaguars have. They're they're going to end up with a really strong record. I mean, I would be surprised if they ended up any, with any less than ten wins. And the funny thing is, you know, we had the guy Ryan Day. I think remember from, yeah. from Big Cat Country before we came over here. On our, on our old podcast, and, uh, you know, we laughed at him when he said the Jaguars were going to win 10 games. Um, not that after he got off. But anyway, um, you know, but now that looks like a very real possibility because of, you know, just how good their defense is, quite frankly, because um, Blake Bortles is still terrible. But, uh, you know, so, I mean, it, it's going to be – it's going to – I think the AFC South is going to come right down to the wire uh, just because I think both of these teams are going to win a lot of games down the stretch. And so that game here on New Year's Eve could be for the division title – um, that would be fun, but hopefully it, it's it's not a it's not a play into the playoff game because um, I really do think the Titans and Jaguars are both going to make the playoffs at this point. Now, again, there's a lot, of, a lot of seasons still left to be played; anything can happen. But you know, I, I just I, I, I'm really happy with where this team is, and all of that to say that even if they lose tomorrow, I think we still should be happy with where this team is, as long as it's not just a complete you know thrashing like the Texans game was. Yeah, and I'm a little bit more guarded. Um, they'll be favored in all these games, but when was the last time the Titans won up in Indy? I, I, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure I remember winning a game up there. So, and, you know, it's Jacoby Brissett, and the Colts are bad. But the Colts hung in that game and really were just a few plays away from winning it. I mean, it took the, the score didn't really reflect it at the end of the day, but you know the the Colts hung in for most of that game, so I, I think it's kind of important not to write off games as easy wins because that's just not the NFL. But 
again, it's a game that you should win. So, yeah, if you lose this one, uh, the next one that you might could, could lose is the Rams, and then the next one you might could lose is the Jaguars. So you're talking about what we believe is an absolute floor of 10-6. and six. So that that's – you know that's right where we we thought they'd be. That's that's what I predicted uh, before the season. So uh, absolutely, I would take that. I think you're seeing the positive steps forward, uh, especially out of the. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see if the offense can get there. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm happy with with where this team is at. I, I'm just might not be as confident as everybody else. Fun fact: Titans have never won at Bowl Stadium. I didn't realize that. The last win in Indy was uh, the late December game in 2007 at the RCA Dome, um, which actually I guess was probably the, lo- the last game at the RCA Dome. Didn't Orl- uh, Orvoski beat us there? Something like that? Yes. I think that was Lucas Olsted, but yes, he absolutely did. That was the year <laughs> they won one game. It was against the Titans. That's great. And I think that game – was it 2007? That was the that was the second year. So yeah, so that was the that was the year the Titans went to the playoffs and they had to win that game to get in. Yeah, they were a wild card because they lost in San Diego the next week and the Colts sat their starters. So yeah, they played them for one drive and then yeah, sat them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was the Titans won 16-10 in that game. Um, and then the last time they won at Indy before that was in 2002. <laughs> so. <laughs> Since 2002, the Titans have won twice in Indianapolis. That's that is pretty ridiculously crazy uh, and really terrible. If you <laughs> that. Anyway, that's kind of off the subject here. But, yeah, so I, mean, I, I think, like I said, this is this is a game that I, I think is a good measuring stick for the Titans. Um, and, you know, again, a win is great, um, and and you, that's obviously what we're hoping for. But a, a good loss, and, again, I, I told you before we started, I feel like a Vanderbilt fan saying this, but a good loss is not the end of the world. Um, and, and I think that it's still the Titans are still in a very good position to do the things that they wanted to do. Uh, anything else we need to hit on the Steelers before we get out of here? Uh, nope. So that'll do it for tonight. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night after the um, have the Steelers game with a reaction. Um, like I said, I think it's going to be a fun game. I, I think that it, it's. I really do think that it's going to go over. I think you're going to see more scoring uh, than, than some people expect. So it should be a fun game to watch. And again, it just gonna, it's going to give us a good idea. Uh, of where the Titans are. So um, hopefully they can go up there and come out with a win. And uh, we'll have that to talk about. We've, we've talked about four straights, so maybe we can get one more. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening. I'm at Jay Morse MCM. Uh, Terry is at T Lambert FB. And we'll have a lot more on this game tomorrow, MeetCityMiracles.com, leading up to it, and then reaction afterwards. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.